a mythical creature portrayed during classical antiquity with the head and tail of a bull and the body of a man. He dwelt at the center of the labyrinth, which was an elaborate maze-like construction. Sorry if you tuned in for our takes on Greek mythology, but alas, we're going to talk about the mighty Minotaur mini golf tournament on the podcast. I'm Mr. T, Tom, half of a couple of putts, a season one contestant on Holy Moly, and a competitive mini golfer in the past two years. Find all the mini golf designs, reviews, and more for myself and my wife, the Pink Putter, at a couple of putts.com and on social media at couple putts. And I'm Pat, but you know me better as the Putting Penguin. In reality, though, I'm only part of the Putting Penguin, and I'm pretty excited that one of our guests tonight is my other half in our mini golf venture. You can find everything that we post on mini golf, from tournament recaps to mini golf reviews, over on the Putting Penguin website, as well as our variety of social media channels, all of which can be easily found by searching for Putting Penguin. And this brief episode is to highlight the low barrier to entry tournament that both of your hosts, Pat and I, along with O Street Mini Golf, organized during the Masters of Mini Golf at Mount Atlanticus in Myrtle Beach, based on some of the miniest open tournaments that I had set up in Minnesota. We put together a fun little tournament for people traveling to Myrtle Beach for the Masters this year, as well as the public at large. On October 8th and 9th, the lowest combined stroke play of a two-round set, one on each course at Mount Atlanticus, which is this massive and wild-ranging mini golf course in the heart of Myrtle Beach, determined who are the top eight who would qualify for the nine-hole championship round. Given ties, we ended up with 10 competitors that played on the back nine of the conch course as a championship round that was live-streamed and broadcasted on the Putting Penguin Facebook page. You can find the video there as well as on the tournament page at a couple of putts.com slash mighty minotaur. We ended up actually with a few ties with a top 10, which was Frank Bassesi from Indiana, who played the Masters, my co-host, Pat Sheridan, Brent Whirling, also from Indiana and a fellow putt-putter, Jeremy Nabinet from Illinois, Justin Pelletier from North Carolina, formerly of the main mini golf tour, but I think he's still part of it. David Biggie, who we had on earlier this season, that was a season three episode winner of Holy Moly. Justin Seymour from the fine state of Connecticut. Joey DePrima, who loves nothing more than to eat New Jersey pizza. And Tim Talley, a seasoned mini golf pro. And I was missing one name in that list because that person on the list, Mark, the highlighter Novicki, is one of our guests tonight. I'm going to turn over to Pat to kind of talk about uh, the results of this tournament. Yeah, so I'm going to welcome our good friend, the highlighter from Connecticut, and also on the line, my other half from the Putting Penguin, Mandy Ranslow. We're going to call her from Connecticut via Maryland, but actually is in Massachusetts right now. So a well-traveled mini golfer there. But I'm going to start off with you, highlighter. You seem to have a knack for winning first-time tournaments because you won the first year of the Matterhorn. And you're the winner of our first Mount Atlanticus tournament. So what's your thoughts on coming through, playing that nine-hole shootout, and making the top of the leaderboard with a bunch of people from the Masters in it? It, it was fun. Uh knew that, you know, with only being a nine-hole versus the normal 18 multiple rounds, that, you know, every stroke mattered. Um, you know, I got that ace to start um, and just tried to hold it off. Had some good competition in there. Frank, Justin, 
yourself. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like, you know, I played good all year, played good in the Masters. You know, I think my second qualifying round, I think I held it. You know, I shot pretty well. Uh, it, it was fun. You know, that, that hole in one where I slipped definitely was a, you know, for me, the biggest, <laughs> biggest play of the uh, thing. And if you didn't see that, it was not only documented on the Putting Penguin social media, but Mount Atlanticus happened to capture that on their social media as well. A really smooth that. move. <laughs> hey, they brought the bean guns in, you know? <laughs> well, and speaking of capturing video, so Mandy, you had the, I guess, pleasure, maybe the chore of being our camera woman for the entire like hour and a half of the nine holes and the 10 of us out there, I guess, you know, and you also played qualifying rounds part of the tournament as well. So, you know, maybe your perspective on, you know, playing that tournament from your side, but then also like what you had more of the view of anybody else and probably watched more intently than anybody else from the tournament. So what was some of your thoughts as you watched that final nine holes? Yeah, I think what was really fun about the Minotaur tournament was, you know, I had been filming, you know, for Facebook Live on our feed, the entire Masters, which, you know, we're kind of just doing on the side. It's not official, but it was kind of cool for the Minotaur tournament where, you know, I appreciate that you guys made some space for me that I could get the good shots. But also I have to shout out to Tom and to Aaron, who did some excellent commentary, which is something I didn't have for the Masters. I'm, I'm you know, you guys know me. I'm pretty silent behind the camera. So I really enjoyed having uh, some some guys, you know, also helping me out to to narrate what was going on. And I thought that was really fun. And, um, you know, I didn't look at the numbers before we started this podcast, but I think we might have had more viewership for the Minotaur tournament than for most of the Masters. Not that it's a competition, but I think people really enjoyed watching it. There was some interactive conversation and people commenting while we were going on. So I don't know. I thought it was a real pleasure to film that. And I would definitely do that again. And I think some of the credit of that goes to the atmosphere and the stakes that are sort of in play. It's so hard to document the Masters with 12 rounds on so many different courses. There's not really a running, you know, current up-to-date list of scores that you can keep track of. And when there's 10 people playing on nine holes and they're all right in front of our faces, more or less, it was really easy just to, like, call out the scores. But I think also... Aaron and I, just as people that enjoy watching the game, we're just apt to like call that out. Like, this is where it's at. This shot right now, if Frank makes this, it's going to a putt off. And it really came down to that. There was some great drama. I mean, Frank had a shot on the last hole where he was the last to go or the second to last to go. He got it down on the ninth, or the, I guess it would be the 18th hole on the first shot, which few people had done. He didn't have a great lie, but he had a shot and it just fell short and that was great drama and then for those that watch you also know there was a ton of sudden death playoffs too which mandy did an amazing job catching and i we had people from around the world that were happy to tune in and comment and everything else and yeah the putters put on a heck of a show highlighter i can't remember did you go f before or after frank on the last hole oh i got to go first uh, yeah, I was going to say, so like, what was it like sitting there? Cause you know, obviously, you know, Frank and there's some, he, I think he was really the only one who had a reasonable chance to catch you. I mean, if one of us had gotten lucky with an ACE, we would have been up there as well. But like, 
being first on that hole and then having watch all the drama like were you ever worried that he was going to make that putt um no i mean i've played over there over the years um i've noticed that that hole is just no offense to them poorly designed uh, i mean i went i went out of bounds during my qualifying round never even touched the green i mean as we saw the tournament that last hole popped out of the hole twice you know there's no it was no given that he was going to make that putt Granted, it was a cavern type hole where you know hit it down, good chance it might go in. You know, I think I played well in clutch, and you know I wasn't too nervous. Now, obviously, it worked in your favor, but you know, honest opinion: Do you like the fact that we did the coin flip to pick the course, or would you rather of us knowing that we all knew that the Conch one had that 18th hole that was a little bit more wonky than the Minotaur one? Would you have rather gone just the the more chalk way of of putting on the Minotaur course? Um, I mean. As I've already said, I have qual- two qualifying rounds. That's first one, the holes in different spots. Uh, I really don't think it made a difference. The only reason I prefer the other course is because knowing that 18th hole, you know, and it's pretty much, you know, coin flip what's going to happen. I mean, none, none of the, I think maybe one or two of the holes on that back nine that we played, you know, were in the same spot. So, you know, it was a fair game for anybody. It didn't give me an advantage because, I mean, I had played literally maybe four hours before he changed the holes. It did, you know, feel good having that stroke going into that last hole though. Yeah. And I, I think we had talked about it a little bit, but a lot of it was let's try this out and see what happens. And I think immediately afterwards it's like, huh, let's try front nine next time. (laughs) I think just filming wise, Mandy just did an amazing job trying to best document what's really a difficult hole to document. So the last hole on the conch course, for those of you who haven't been to Mount Atlanticus, the hole starts 15 feet straight above where it finishes. So Mandy was shooting kind of at the feet of the players for the first part of the hole and then is like bringing the camera down to shoot between the steps to catch kind of where the ball came out and then had to run down and capture that. I would say it's not ideal, but despite that, I think Mandy did just like a phenomenal job capturing that moment and the drama of it, which I think that was fantastic. So Mandy, what was your favorite part watching this? Because my favorite part was actually, I think the 17th hole or is this, which is that the one you hit off the quote unquote target? Cause yeah. it, cause that one, <laughs> like, I think it was just every player had a hilarious shot, whether it went in, it went off the target, went off a trash can. But I'm actually like, I actually can't think back because it was just like so much going on with 10 people. What did what did you see that came out of it? And in good, bad, like and and again, like, is there anything from your perspective, having watched it kind of played out and having the comments come in that we should consider for next year? Yeah, I I do think that that 17th hole was kind of fun just because it was, you know, it came out well. And even on the 18th hole, too, like the the result of everybody's first shot was so different. So it was just trying to, like, follow the ball uh, wherever it was going. Uh, it was certainly an interesting challenge, um, but probably more so on the 17th because everybody hit it a little different and almost out uh, in different ways. Oh, yeah. So. 
I think that was kind of fun. I think in retrospect, maybe, um, and I think Tom and Aaron were really helpful with this, with like, you know, setting up the shot and some stuff, but, you know, maybe a little bit more preparation on my part next time to figure out like where to stand and, and where the shots were coming from just to get the best angle. But, you know, you do your best you can with like an iPhone and, and no other like serious like filming technology. I'm pretty low tech myself. Um, so I think I was more just concerned making sure I had enough battery power so that it, that it didn't like cut the feed in the middle of it. <laughs> Um, cause I think we got like a nice long feed continuously throughout the whole thing, which was kind of cool. And you can watch it pretty raw, um, afterward too. So, I mean, I like that a aspect of it cause it makes you really feel like you're there. It's not edited. It's not cut. You know, you can just like watch. It's like you're, you're with your friends playing, you know, nine holes of mini golf, which was kind of awesome. And that's how I felt the whole time filming it too. You know, I think what I liked about it is the app, um, the like tone of it was different than the masters. Like obviously the stakes are higher in the masters and you all take that seriously in a different way. But I just felt that it was more relaxed at Minotaur and maybe, you know, highlight you feel different because you were like playing in it, you know, and Pat, but I just felt like it was more just a casual group of friends playing, you know, as like side bets or something like that. So I, I really enjoyed just the the camaraderie, the humor. I think we were all just like having a good time together. And I know we started as two groups. We did not finish as two groups because it was just fun to all watch each other play. So I think I really liked that aspect of it the most as far as filming. So the only real question we have to ask ourselves, and I'll start with Pat, is should we do this again next year? Absolutely. I, as much as we just got done talking about how well we did at the Masters this year in our previous episode, to Mandy's point, like this was super fun, and I definitely want to do it again. Mandy, should we do it again? Absolutely. And maybe I will purposefully not qualify so I get to film it again because I had so much fun. Highlighter, what do you think? I think it's here to stay. Just like past tournament, I don't think it should go anywhere. And I'm a big ditto on that. So it looks like uh, stay tuned for Mighty Minotaur 2022. We even talked about expanding the format. I'd mentioned it earlier, but there's a couple of days that you can qualify for this. I think we're going to have it be so that you can qualify the entire week leading up to the championship. So if you're down there, you want to play one round, or if you can pay to replay and do both rounds again and try to get a better score, you can do that as well. So uh, stay tuned. We'll definitely talk about it on the podcast if it's happening again. And uh, Pat's going to wrap things up. Yeah, so for tonight's Big Thoughts Mini Golf, I'm going to bring you this from the Mount Atlanticus website. At 2.37 p.m. on July 2nd, 1998, a landmass suddenly appeared some two miles out to sea from the old Myrtle Beach Pavilion site. Two days later, the mass had settled itself atop the old Chaplin Company department store two blocks from the ocean. You will see unimpeachable evidence that the mass was a miniature golf island resort some 50,000 years old, which had broken away from the sunken continent of Atlantis and inched its way to the United States over thousands of years. With your own eyes, you'll see the electrifying evidence that is completely revising the history of ancient civilizations. This evidence incontrovertibly proves many ancient legends to be true in certain modern mysteries, UFOs and the abominable snowman, etc., are well-founded and probably real. Now, if that doesn't give you a reason why we should be doing this tournament again at this golf course, I don't know what does. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So putt one ready.